Okay, with Jason Eccles and Catherine Lidstone, along came a callback is the short film played at the LA Feedback Film Festival. Really great film, a, a movie about the movie industry, egos, insecurities, relationships. You guys, like the two, you guys are both the co-stars of the film. You guys have great chemistry together. So first question I, have to, I wonder is, how did you guys meet for the first time? Oh, that's a great question. Um, Catherine, do you want to take this one? you want to? Oh, God. <laughs> Well, I just remember being at a crafty table at Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, we were shooting a sketch and Jason and I were both cast that day. And I don't, I'm, I really wish I could remember the dialogue because I just remember we hit it off. You know that quote, it's like a Maya Angelou quote. You, people don't remember what you say. They just remember how you make them feel. And I just like, I feel like we found kindred spirits in one another and we just had a blast. And we were, you know, we were there for comedy. So we just, it was great. It was so much fun. And we just hit it off right away. So this is a skit that you guys were both on and Jimmy, on the Jimmy Kimmel show. Yeah, yeah that's right. Is yeah, there anywhere, is there, is it on YouTube somewhere? Um, he's got a huge YouTube following. And is it, is oh, it I don't know. Right there? I've I never bet. looked it up before, to be honest with you. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I've never oh. looked it up. Okay. After it the podcast, we'll have to look it up and we'll see. Yeah. What for year sure. was that? That was uh, 2015. Does okay, that sound so right? Been, yeah. 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 Okay. So, so let's fast forward seven years. So, uh, so, so Jason, you wrote the screenplay, you directed it. When did you kind of come up with this idea for this, for this script? Uh, so the initial concept of this was actually a premise for a joke that I was, uh, you know, uh, putting together while I was doing standup. I used to do standup comedy in Los Angeles and uh, I was meeting with a couple of comedy writers and I was telling them the premise of the joke. And the joke was basically, uh, you know, this uh, actress who's sort of a flake. Uh, she's sort of the type of person who, uh, who wants to be around you when you're doing well. And when you're not, she wants nothing to do with you. And so uh, the idea was to set up this uh, fake audition, become very successful out of spite, basically a spite audition, <laughs> and then bring her in and berate her in front of uh, casting and producers and just ruin her life. That was the premise for the joke. Okay. And one of the writers told me, he said, Jason, that's not a joke. That's a whole movie. It's yeah. a whole movie. And I was like, well, how would it work? And uh, we sat at this coffee shop and in about 20 minutes had the whole thing outlined. And I was like, uh, I think I got... I think I got something here. It sat on my desk for about a year. And then I took it out and I looked at it and I'm like, I think I'm going to start this thing. And before I wrote one word, I approached Catherine uh, because I, as I was thinking about who I wanted to play this thing and who I wanted to have in mind when I wrote it, uh, she came to mind and I was like, she's perfect. So I, I came to her and I said, hey, I'm getting ready to put together this thing. I want you involved. I want you to play the lead. Uh, here's how the story works. Are you down for me writing this thing for you? And she said, yes, absolutely. And she was so gung-ho, I, I got started on the mission. Well, and this is the first time you've never directed before, correct? I've never directed before. I mean, a little bit of theater, a little bit of sketch, but never film. And then, so this is, this is a kind of an ambitious project. It's, it's, there's a lot of scenes, a lot of actors. It's, uh, it's over 20 minutes long. It's pretty ambitious for your first time, first film. Well, oh, you're telling me about it. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, listen, if I could have made it shorter, I would have. And I tried many times, Matthew. I really did. But the story just kept being the story. It, it was what it was. And I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this thing, I'm going to do it. If not, then I'll have to do something else. But I couldn't shake it. So I was like, I, I got to get this thing done. 
The interesting thing about your film is that because you're the director or the writer, but you you it's told from her point of view, right? It's mm-hmm. told from from Catherine's point of view, right? Right. So then was it always like that? Was the first draft always from that point of view? Yep. It was always from the uh, the female perspective. I just thought it was going to be a more interesting perspective than through the guy's perspective. Uh, in a longer version of the film, it's actually sort of uh, a dual perspective, I think. Yeah. I think it takes, uh, you know, probably equally weighted. But for a short, I was like, I think this will be a more interesting story through the actress's eyes. Because I, because the I could I the idea I, I would have is that you can have a sequel to this film, but it would be it would be from your point of view, your journey, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so there is there is a, a larger version in the works that I'm uh, you know sort of composing right now, and a lot of it does take place through the leads Noah's uh, eyes as well. Uh, it's more like a Rashomon, uh, the longer version. Uh, okay. His uh, his truth her truth and the actual truth the real actual truth i think her yeah. truth is the actual truth but okay in this version her truth is 100 <laughs> the actual truth thanks matthew thank you yeah <laughs> so so you're playing you're an actress playing an actress so yeah. people say that's not of a stretch but it, it really kind of is a stretch i guess right because it's you know because you know the role so well you've probably been in auditions like this where you had a crappy day and you're going to crappy auditions meaning crappy people in the industry so how did you kind of prepare for this role for yourself? Well, I, I was very fortunate because obviously Jason wrote this with me in mind. So um, it was sort of like a glove that was going to fit and I could fashion it how I wanted and I could wear it the way I wanted, but it was always going to fit. And so um, I just, you know, every actor has these stories. I, there's When I first read the script, I was like, oh, this is so exciting because um, I get to go through all my daily horrors, but now we're going to record it on camera. <laughs> it's going to be fun for other people to watch. So, um, I mean, it's just so many moments in the script are these quintessential L.A. artist moments, especially for a young new artist who doesn't know the city yet, doesn't know how to navigate this city, doesn't know the industry yet, is learning, is working so hard. And I think it was really just getting, it was really a joy to just get to dive into these moments that really no one wants to share. You want to pretend like you have it all together and you're, you're totally in control of your life. And yet really every, every extraneous circumstance is saying the opposite, that your car is getting towed today and your relationship is ending and you have to present yourself well in front of these basically coworkers. And it's all culminating in this moment where it feels impossible to do. Yeah, there's a word I use for films like this that that's not what your this this film is. Is that sometimes when movies about movies or the industry, it becomes a little masturbatory, meaning mm-hmm. that nobody cares about your mm-hmm. journey. But except, but what you did with this film, Jason, is that especially in the beginning moments, is that we we we're rooting for this character because emotionally we understand we all had crappy days. So it's not about being an actress; it's about a young person having a crappy day and their partner not being there for them. And I think a lot of people can relate with that kind of journey and emotion, I guess, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like uh, the original intention was to always to make this as universal as possible. I didn't want to just ostracize people because it is very much an L.A. story. You know, the the tooth and nail of this thing is, is that it takes place in L.A. It's about Hollywood. It's about a very niche idea in America. You know, these uh, American actors uh, trying to make their way in Hollywood. But I always felt like this story needed to have some universal truths. And I felt like, you know, people getting parking tickets and people getting their car towed and 
you know, people having relationship issues. Like there's no one on the face of the earth who hasn't been broken up with or heartbroken. So those were stories that I thought uh, could sort of transfer and, and navigate the waters pretty well. And you just called it an L.A. story, right? So everybody mm-hmm. can relate to because your car is everything's an hour away, right? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right. maybe Uber's changing things a little bit, but basically, but your car is your friend, right? So it's mm-hmm. like you're, you spend most of your, a lot of your day in your car, I guess, right? So what happens, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, audiobooks have become my best friend, Matthew. Yeah. But they, well, they, we got so lucky because this vehicle, Jason has such a cool story about the car that we got to use for this. And I feel like it really was a character on, on its own. Just, I mean, it's such a unique vehicle and it was so much fun to drive. And it was like, we, that was a real treat just getting to work with such a unique, cool car. So you established, so she has a crappy day, which everybody can, like, especially working in this industry, like, and it being, like, I'm not trying to be generic, but being a female, it's probably even a little bit even worse because it is a little bit of a cattle call, right? Like, let's be honest, when you go to auditions, I'm, I'm sure you feel like you, I'm sure you've had crappy auditions. Oh, oh, never. <laughs> they always, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's been a journey for sure, and I think everybody has their good days and bad days, and that's like that. That is like any workplace, truly. You know, you'll have good meetings, you'll be presenting, you'll have terrible meetings. Your boss hates you today; they love you tomorrow. It's. I think that part of it is really universal. But that said, like you dress up, like you dress up, like for your audition, you travel an hour, let's say an hour, hour and a half sometimes, and then you're there for ten seconds, right? Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. like that. Yep. Yeah, and, and when you get there, everyone in the room looks like you, which just, is also right? a little disturbing. I was They're just all wearing say the that, same yeah. outfit, and they all look exactly like you. Yeah. There's just 20 carbon copies of exactly you, and that's, <laughs> this is not going to be a fun time. <laughs> that said, I got to admit that you guys are both have very unique uh, characteristics on, on, on like in person. And of course on, on screen, you guys have the, there's nobody kind of like you, I guess. Right. Like I would, I would, I, I'm assuming your agents like you because of that. There's a certain, like you can be multiple different people, I guess. Right. Yeah. I would say that's pretty accurate. There's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. So, okay. So tell me, okay. So then from a, from a storytelling standpoint, she's the, like in its simplest forms, like you're the, she's the hero, you're the villain right? Or the antagonist, protagonist. So we all kind of understand that conversation that, that we, she has with you. She's trying to find you. You're not there for, for her. And then, so you're immediately from the audience point of view, you're, you're the bad guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. I always saw Noah as the ingenue (laughs) and the bad guy. Um, Initially when I wrote this, I didn't plan to play the lead. I actually had approached a few other people about it and they didn't really get the script. They didn't really understand what I was trying to do. I think maybe there might've been like some ego involved with like, wait, I'm the ingenue, but I'm the guy. <laughs> and I was like, well, in this story you would be. So after after going through that a couple of times with two people that I was kind of high on, I was like, you know what? I know how this thing works. I'll just play the part. Um, and, you know, I always knew that Catherine was going to have to like you know be the glue of this thing she was going to have to hold this thing up and hold the, the heavy weight of it and i was totally confident and comfortable with her doing that 
So tell me about uh, act starring in like you're in half the scenes and mm -hmm. acting at the same time. So what are you doing? So like, let's go to that. Let's use your that scene, for example, where she's at the coffee shop with you. It's a, it's like a four or five minute scene. It's a long, uh, a lot of close ups. You're just shooting it from different points of view because they're not together, obviously, from a, a cinematic standpoint or, or a thematic standpoint. So what are you doing? Like, are you when you're doing you're, the cameras on close up with you? Are you like doing your take and then going to see the the, the the cover are you are you depending on your dp like what's your process so i was i was very heavily dependent on my dp and uh, a script supervisor that specific day because that was actually our first day shooting and it was hard i was like yeah. what have i gotten myself into mm -hmm. you know trying to memorize lines and trying to like uh be in character and it took me it took me a little while to sort of get the rhythm of it that particular day i remember but uh you know Thank goodness Catherine is so strong and she uh she holds that whole scene together, man. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have floated without her. That's a fact. So you did it like you did like how did you shoot it? Did you have two cameras or did you yeah. oh uh so we shot one camera. Uh we just did both uh coverage. We got all of our angles and uh I didn't really check the feedback very often. Like once I just knew we had our right frame. Um, I've directed and done enough theater where I kind of know, I can see her performance and know it was right. Mm -hmm. With my performance, I was mostly just going off of a feeling. As uh, long as I make sure I was sort of covering the tone, because in that particular scene, it's a flashback, a couple of different versions. Mm -hmm. And for me, the most important thing as an actor was, is just making sure I get the tone right and maybe get the comedic feel of the thing right. Other than that, uh, I was like, we're just gonna have to shoot what we can and let the editor play with it. Gotcha. So when you're in the editing room, are you, when you're watching yourself, a lot of times it's hard to get past your own vanity, I guess, right? And like, cause you gotta tell, you gotta serve the story. So it's not about how good you look, it's about the performance and, and, the, and the story arc, I guess, right? Man, that is the truth. And for this particular movie, it wasn't so much of an issue. But luckily, I've been involved like with directing enough sketch and enough things on camera and being on camera enough where I don't really care anymore. Like, I don't care about my own vanity or ego. And I sort of released all that before I even started this project, because like you said, you got to serve the story first. So, you know, I, I just I, I want to do that and also get my actors to be on board with that as well. But it is a bit of a challenge to do it in the um, the editing room. That's no joke. But uh Luckily, I, that wasn't so much of an issue for me. Not this time, not this go around. So what did, how did you prepare with your DP? Did you guys, have a, did you do any storyboards? Did you have a shot list? Like how was your, how was your setup? Yeah, he was very big on storyboards. Uh, he's, a, he's a brilliant DP and a brilliant photographer. And so there were certain scenes that I knew had to look a certain way. I already had them pictured in my head when I was writing the script. <clears throat> so those were storyboarded very early on. Uh, the the smaller scenes or the, the 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 shorter scenes, those were a little bit more troubling to um, storyboard. But I knew that Ron uh, Kurokawa, our DP, I knew he was very good handheld. So I relied on him and leaned on him a lot for certain scenes because I'm like, I know this dude is a master with the handheld camera and he's going to make this thing work in the little, little nooks and crannies where we need it to happen. So you're just you're using his skill set. He's using his strengths to your advantage, I guess, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, I just got the the absolute must storyboarded, and then from that point on, I'm like, you know, go to work, Ron. Do your thing, man. 
So was there anything like, was it, was it the, the, like Catherine, for example, did she, she always stick to the script? Was there any room for improvisation in the film? I am huge on improv, uh, improv, but, uh, honestly, Catherine stayed to the script. She was pretty tight to it, man. She, uh, she was on point and she knew how, how the thing needed to flow. It was, it was very surprised. Like she would nail stuff on one or two takes. So she kind of had the the rhythm of the thing. And also I wrote it for her voice. Mm -hmm. So it was already written in her cadence and in her rhythm, uh, I think. So I don't think she had a ton of problems with that. Uh, but yeah, always open for improv. I don't know, Catherine, what did you um, what did you think about that? Yeah, I think you you probably just nailed it. I feel like we, you know, we knew what we wanted and uh, there may have been moments to like paraphrase things and whatnot, but I don't think it was like, you know, you've been on sets where it's like, just come up with whatever. Let's just throw that in there. It was really very story based. And uh, I think that made it, you know, just just sort of comfortable for everybody. And whenever there was a, par a paraphrasing moment, it was more just because we were lost in the thought or lost in the moment and less like, let's make this hilarious right now. Yeah. It's such a good question because I am absolutely like a total advocate for improvisation. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm huge on it and I, and I left space for it, but uh, I, I don't want to like, you know, be braggadocious or anything, but I think to the credit of the script, it was just what it needed to be. Right. Yeah. So is it, is it a, it's a drama, is it, is it a drama first or is it a comedy first? Mm, that's a great question. Uh, I think I have a comedy mind first. So it probably started off as a comedy. Um, but I think the story lends itself to yeah. a lot of dramatization, you know, in essence. Yeah. But if I'm have anything to do with it, it's probably going to have bits and pieces of comedy no matter what, because just how my brain is hardwired. Yeah. No, it makes sense because it's like it's not like sometimes they, they always want to leave every scene funny. Whereas like mm -hmm. that's that's a basis of a comedy if that makes any sense like every every scene's yeah. got to end with a laugh right because that's leading, right. that's leading the, the story but yeah yours is it's a drama but it's got funny moments so I guess that's that's why people were sticking to the script one would, would assume I guess right yeah that makes sense absolutely so Catherine so you're like basically in every scene in the film so you've like uh, done every like you've done like big been on big sets you've been on small sets what, what's your what's your feeling about working on a, on a film like this like like i mean like, of course he's a, he's we're talking jason's here we're not going to pretend he's not here but how what's your <laughs> confidence level when you're when you're entering this film like how are you feeling when you're about to about to shoot oh i well i think your confidence level um <laughs> i'm not sure how to phrase this gracefully but <laughs> I think when you are doing more than you're comfortable with, you're always not fully confident. And yeah. I think it's Jennifer Lopez has a great quote about this. She's like, I'm confident when I'm prepared. And I think that's the greatest thing you can do for yourself in any artistic endeavor is severe preparation. Um, I think with this, it was very exciting and very intimidating for both of us because there were a lot of firsts. Like mm -hmm. this was me coming on as a co-producer for the first time in a serious way. Um, this was, you know, we were looking at the artistic side of things, the technical side of things. We were trying to juggle all that at the same time, make sure we got the shots we needed. People had to be released at certain times. They were working on other jobs. They, you know, so it, it was a lot of details that normally an actor is not really concerned with. Um, and I think for me, it was very unique in the fact that I got to be a part of this from script writing and to see it evolve. I mean, it's just so inspiring and it's so, 
it's just a reminder that you really are Hollywood. Like this, what Jason's doing, what we're all trying to do is tell our own unique stories from our own vision and perspective. And so to, I think for me, that was the coolest part of this is watching it change from, oh, hey, this is A version of the script to Z version of the script to here's our DP. How are we going to, when are we going to produce this? Okay, we can get these shots at this location at this time. And just watching the whole thing come together from A to Z, I think for me was the coolest and most intimidating and most exciting part of the journey. So you were here from the, like literally from the beginning, from his, his yeah. stuff, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, it was very cool. Very cool to watch the whole thing transpire. Would you want to do that again? Would you want to produce, like be part of uh, another film like this? Oh, for sure. I think this has really opened up my eyes to just, I think being in that creative seat is extremely important for anybody coming up in Hollywood right now. And I know you hear this, you're like, oh, just go write, go produce. But truthfully, it is the most fulfilling. And maybe that's a personality thing. Maybe it's fulfilling for Jason and I to do it this way. Um, but I, but I do think it really lends to getting your own artistic vision out there. And as you said, I have worked on greater film sets and you learn so much and I've worked on greater, um, television sets with a huge budgets and huge crews. And it's always inspiring. You always learn something. Um, but it, it definitely sometimes can feel like a machine. And so I think in this way, we were able to really preserve the artistic integrity of what we wanted, um, in a very concrete and powerful way so i'm very grateful for that yeah that's a that's a thank you for that that was that's amazing because it's yeah because you're like because like you said you, you like when you work on these big tv shows or these big movies they are machines right there's so many there's so many moving parts there's so many crew members but you're yeah. like this is kind of bare bones in a lot of ways right like your right. dp is, is is shooting the camera you're producing and acting and he's directing and acting and like it's just, but at the same time, it's like you're, you're it's still a movie. It's still, it's, mm -hmm. it's the same result, right? Just right. Way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's amazing. So, Jason, what about you? Are you going to direct again? Oh, absolutely. This is, uh, this is a lifestyle now, Matthew. I'm, uh, <laughs> this is who I am. I have to direct again. It's so empowering to, to be on this side of the camera and to tell stories. Um, I still want to act as well, but, yeah, I mean, I'm already starting to establish new stories to tell. So, yeah, this is something that I'll probably do until I'm old and dust. We have the whole movie to shoot. So you've got to direct that, too. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, there, there, there's 100% a feature here, right? Like, it's like, I, there was like, I think there was like an old Seinfeld show where he, like, does something for spite. That's kind of reminding you when you oh, yeah, it was the uh, the Larry David Spite uh, Spite Coffee Shop or whatever it was Spite. Shop that, that was a season of Curb, of Curb, but then there it was, was, it was a whole like, season. Yeah, the whole season. Yeah, but there was also a Seinfeld episode way back when that that was about Spite as well, right? So yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and then they had Sean Penn and everybody doing the cameo and Jonah Hill. Yeah, they're oh, like that's right. setting up that's shops. Right, too. Yeah, no, that that's. Yeah, so there's something, yeah, there's 100% there. That was the only leap that was like where this guy, you established your character as kind of like not kind of a lazy guy, right? We, which we see a lot in the industry if we were honest with ourselves. A lot of talk, yeah. not no action. But like, so the leap of him like making this big uh, feature film, like that's, we want to see that, that, that missing story, I guess, right? Like how does he go from doing nothing all day 
to writing uh, a script, but not only a script, but a script that that's ready to be produced as well, right? So what was his Yeah, absolutely. I, I concentrated on that moment. I just never wrote it. That story <laughs> exists. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, we just, there's just no need to show it in the short film. Yeah. But there's a whole entire montage of uh, Noah trying to get back at Audrey and pumped himself up yeah. to do his spite mission, for sure. <laughs> Fight is a great motivator, apparently. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's very powerful. At the same time, when we let's like, because I, I think your final scene is very important, but there's like it's love too, right? You only you only can hate someone because it's like that that circle, right? It's like a political circle, love hate circle, where yeah. like you go around the line, where it's like you hate something so much, you you're actually in love with it, right? So he's probably right. in love with her, right? Which is why he's so angry that she she broke up with him. Oh, absolutely. I think he's very much in love with her. I don't think he's quite over it, you know, by indication of the entire story. But uh, also, you know, I think there is a little bit of, you know, there's a thin line between love and hate. Yeah. And I think he, uh, he hates what she did, but he still loves her because she's still the same person that she always was. And that's a balancing act, especially like going forward with them, you know, perhaps having to work together again, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's it's yeah. He's such a jerk in that in the, in the casting. Right? Good. I'm glad you think so. Yeah. No, but well, Jason nailed it. Yeah, you did. You nailed it. But then, like I said, like but it leaves room for his journey, right? Like for where how he landed on that casting couch, and like and so let's give him let's give him a redeemable story, right? Which is great That's storytelling. Right. We're like yeah, we've already pigeonholed someone as a bad person, but then let's tell their their origin story. And then we'll, we'll we'll make them human, I guess, right? Yep, right. That's exactly right. So we sent the the uh, the feedback, the audience, to you guys with the feedback video. What did you guys think about the audience feedback video that we sent you? Oh, oh man, so, yeah, <laughs> I love that feedback video. That that thing was so awesome. Like, because for one, there that was the first actual audience that watched right. the film. So that's <laughs> exciting in its own right. And to see so many um, positive reviews and positive critiques was amazing. But it was also very um, validating for people to understand the story. Because the, the whole time you're doing this, like, you know, a lot of this I spent alone, like in a cave, mm -hmm. like, you know, you know, putting this thing together. And I often ask myself, like, does any of this make sense as a story? Like, is this a... A proper narrative is there a beginning and middle and end is there a you know all those questions you have to ask yourself and at a certain point you sort of become sure and then unsure again so to have an audience sort of tell you like these beats hit and these moments were you know important and these made me feel something oh it's so huge i mean you know i feel like every movie should get an audience feedback review thing <laughs> really what do you think yeah Catherine? It was very, yeah, it was just fantastic to see everyone's thoughts. And just, you could just tell that people like were, were intrigued by it, were inspired by it. And it, it provided a new enough perspective for them that everybody I feel had, had something unique to say about it. Um, and I, I just, I thought it was really um, just special to be able to hear everybody's inner monologue as they're watching this film it was a really cool format and and way to share that with us so we were grateful for that great yep. well i think you guys got both have a bright future ahead of you so i'm i'm assuming we'll we'll talk again either individual projects or, or group projects 
But 100%, if you guys turn this into a feature film, we will definitely show it at our festival, if you want us to. And uh, and I just wish you guys the, the ultimate best. I was actually, Catherine, I was on your website today and just basically browsing what you've done in the past and the future. And like, and Jason, you're the man. And like, you, you brought a 27 minute. So if someone who, who watches thousands of short films a year, 27 minutes is a red flag, right? It's like, oh no, it's like, this is a little bit, you know, but every scene, every moment counts, every scene counts. And there's two big scenes between the two of you guys, two of your characters that works. That basically, because yeah. we, because you established the emotion and, uh, and plus you guys are great actors as well. So very like, like that's like, a, that's the greatest compliment I can give you from my perspective is that you pulled off a 27 minute drama short mm -hmm. which is very hard to do so thank you so much we will take that and we will <laughs> put it on our shoulder and we will you know, hold on to yeah. it for a very long time so i wish you guys the best with this film so go ahead no i was just saying i just remember when i looked at the script length for the first time i was like wow this is my first short film i'm producing and it's a long short film <laughs> <laughs> the only content i had created before that was like a music video it was like maybe three minutes four minutes four and a half yeah. minutes of and then this and i was like okay well we're just jumping right in the deep end and let's do it <laughs> right cool all right we'll talk again i appreciate you guys time all thank right you. thank you so much matthew take care one two three four five